Put it there, boy, and we'll show these fascists what a couple of hillbillies can do. Hello, and welcome back to our podcast, where fanfic of fanfic that itself is a synthesis between Fallout, the popular game of everybody, post-apocalypic wasteland, and My Little Pony, a show about a popular show about pastel horses. Hi, I'm Fi. I'm joined once again with my co-host, Weird. Say hello, Weird. Well, if you insist, but only this once. <laughs> I expect this favor to be paid back in kind. Yeah. Welcome back to Fanfic Fanfic Heroes. I, I gotta admit... I was really looking forward to this. Like, last week was great. Last week was a blast. Um, had plenty of fun. This week, less so. Uh, I I think that I'm more positive about this. I'm probably going to be more positive about this. But I still think that this one is a little bit of a clunker. Like, it's... Disclaimer. No matter what we read about the story, I can already ascertain by virtue of just the writing in the first two chapters that nothing we ever come across will ever be as bad as Project Horizons. Like, that's just, I just can't imagine that, uh, which I'm going to have to cross-examine because I think that uh, Somber may have done something kind of cheeky. But yeah, I, oh, I thought no that <laughs> I thought that this chapter was, uh, just to get into it, uh, was a little bit weaker in general than the first chapter or the i guess the prologue i i kind of want to know what happened uh i'm assuming it's the transition between like because we did get like a confirmation that like the first the prologue was like the it was a self-contained story and then yeah they they went forward with this and i think that the transition between those two things kind of was a little bit of an awkward start i I think my main problem with this chapter is that it really needed like a second and maybe third pass like it 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 really like suffers for for a rewrite like i but that's that's very wishful thinking as far as serial fiction and fan fiction in general goes like i guess the content was like i I, my big problem this week fi is going to do an awful lot of the heavy lifting because i couldn't I couldn't get in too deep into the actual content of the chapter because the like prose really bothered me. Like it's, I mean, it's technically proficient. It, it is. It isn't like somber, which was at times just like painful sentence to sentence. But like, I, I guess we'll just get get to it. Like you know, sort yeah, of, sort of one instance at a time. It it it's a, it's a difficult. I'm going to have a hard time articulating my problem with it. Because, like, it's it's just, you know, what the... Anyway, yeah, so um, we open up with, with our protagonist um, miraculously alive. Yeah, uh, and And regretting dead. it with every instant. Yes, they're in a lot of pain. They're quite miserable about it. But yeah, I just, I just wrote, wakes from her death state. <laughs> uh, very, like, very um, uh, delusional and is, like, freaking out and is, like, has to get, like, I believe anesthetized by like a doctor or nearby nurse again before they wake up and are not quite as losing it uh, and a little bit more lucid uh they end up like tackling the doctor i I, like the thing that i like one of the like 
I don't want to keep saying critiques because I don't want to be mean about this because I actually thought the chapter was fine. I'm I think that like just as I guess going forwards, like when it comes to fan fiction, I I kind of have a hard rule that like the first couple of chapters are just going to be rough and you're just going to have to be like bear with that. Like fan fiction can't be judged on the same capacity that like normal fiction can. Full Equestria is kind of like a freak in that it's like uniquely a lot more competent than than, than like baby's first writing assignment the uh, part of the roughness that is already present in these like first few chapters <coughs> is that there's a lot of telling in addition to showing which i think is kind of like uh, a sort of a poor choice in my opinion like there's a lot of instances where Silverstorm will say something like stupid like we can you know factually say is stupid uh and we get that her character is that she's supposed to be dumb and doesn't think things through and is impulsive and then she'll just tell us that she's old, like that she's dumb and stupid and impulsive. Like, yeah, no, it's it's constantly. So yeah, let's let's get into that by way of of of, of uh, setting the scene. Uh, she opens her eyes and is and is is uh, talking to uh, uh, a a pony who introduces themselves as Doctor Morrowind. Um, they of the Watcher they, Caravans of, of the Watcher of Caravans, which is um, related to something called. Uh, the NCA, which so far, like, e even though, like, our protagonist is asking for a lot of explanation about a lot of things, I don't know when it is, <laughs> when ever bothers to explain what the NCA is. Oh, I know. Um, I, I, I know it does explain it. But anyway, yeah, um, the, the doctor explains that I got, had, um, had to get rid of that, that, that leg. <laughs> It was it, it was it was bad. Yeah, he had um, a bad leg. And uh, and while I was at it, like I I went ahead and gave you a brain implant, because um, I I noticed that like instruments weren't showing a lot, <laughs> as much brain activity as we would uh, generally hope. Um, and my response to this is, um, uh, Doctor Warren, behold, I haven't smartened the horse. Me, you fucked up a perfectly good horse. Is what you did. <laughs> Look at it; it's got anxiety. Um, I, I'm so frustrated with this chapter because um, Silver seems like a completely different character. I don't um, agree with that. Like, I, I no, like in that case, that I misread um, the prologue chapter. Like, I, I got a completely different impression of a completely different character. Yeah, like, like I, the, the, I don't know. she's. I... She is a moron in this one, and in in like a bad way. Like like she she, whereas in the first one she was simply like stoic, um and dense and you know, dense and curious, uh but but ultimately stoic and capable of making like sound judgment calls when not like in the midst of a blood rate like like that 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 um she was you know sort of plotting like she was slow but ultimately fairly methodical and like a competent person whereas this one like she makes you know pratt falls and like overtly really like dumb like 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 profoundly stupid choices and like it's it, it's it's i i don't know why the the author suddenly decided to like really like hone in on like this character's dumb so they make really dumb choices yeah, see, I, I I didn't read it as like them like acting dumb as much as they are kind of going through a whole lot right now. Like a uh, okay, we actually need to talk about the chapter because we can't just keep doing this. 
So the the actual like some of it is that she she tackles Morrowind and is like threatening to kill him and he exposits a bunch of details about the story to her while he's she's threatening him. She gives a fake name because I guess she's like, Yeah, that she she gives the name hired gun. And one thing like I, this is the last like specific complaint I have, and I'll, I'll like yeah, I, I won't diverge the, the the cast any further on this. This is this is like one of the the, the big things that tripped me up early, is that um, uh, in the same paragraph that uh, he explains that uh, some some pony uh, can't say who carried you here to to Bridal Hope. We we get a whole paragraph of her like resolving um, that like. Uh, like, like, like lodged in that same paragraph, which is a formatting problem that, that bugs me. But besides that, she 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 exposits to herself and and, and reasons that like uh, uh, heroes and will get her killed, and she still needs to destroy the Crimson Hoof, and she can't do that by being a criminal. So she's going to resolve to make survival her number one priority above all, um, uh, and she'll she'll stoop to any low in order to do that. Well, she can't be a um, hero, is what she she exclaims. Not can't be a criminal. I, I guess I misspoke. But yeah, yeah. She, she 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 she'll she'll stoop to any low because you know uh, heroism just gets you killed, and uh, she does that. All of that is sandwiched between uh, uh, never never did see like who who brought you into Bridal Pound. Uh, by the way, what's your name? And uh, her giving like hired gun was just the first thing that came uh, came out of her mouth. Um, and there's no time or consideration given to that, and also she like calls herself an idiot. It, like like she she disparages it immediately after, even though it's a cool name. <laughs> like it's a, yeah. it's a perfect like, and especially like given her origin story, I, I'm really frustrated because the the author really could have like sold this as like a Sanjiro moment, like one of the cla- the, the most classic samurai in all media is yeah. is the Toshiro Mifune character who like. His gimmick what in each movie was introducing himself as Sanjiro, which means 30-year-old. And then he would give his family name as whatever flower he could see <laughs> in the room at the time. Um, and the, the the story will, like, repeatedly kind of make fun for of the protagonist for choosing this, like, um, nom de plume. And I don't understand why, because it's cool. <laughs> Well, the thing is, those like, like you like it, but I think that it's it's a character decision to like have the character think it's dumb to just blurt out a random name. But other people like like have to stifle a laugh when they say it. Like it's it is it is a, it is a is a conceit of the setting that it's a dumb name. And... But like I I don't know like I I kind of buy it though because it's like it's kind of like an a, such an on the nose name like why like who would name their kid Shoot Man is is a is admittedly like a would take you aback a little bit usually usually horse names like have a little bit more flair than something like hired gun it'd be like i don't know six shooter silver bullet mouth gun i don't know <laughs> i don't know like i it's it's one of those decisions where it's like i i don't know i i don't i don't disparage it too much i don't like i think that like like I said, admittedly, I think it is a little weak because it's just it's a vehicle for the character to beat themselves up. But like, I don't know, like, I guess maybe my cons- my perspective is very different. But like, this is fine. Like, it's like a it's currently like a C plus in comparison to like PH's failing grade. 
at least this is a dis- like this like at least this is like a character thing as opposed to blackjack naming herself blackjack because go fish was an embarrassing name to have as an adult and nothing comes of her being named blackjack ever um even the opportunity for something to for it to matter that her name is uh blackjack it gets subverted for no reason um but yeah we have to actually like yeah so 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 next plot point her leg is missing but it's been replaced with a cybernetic one for free with strings attached basically like he like the the, the, the leg is free but the surgery to install yeah, it was not exactly <laughs> i was going to say it was like it's free but strings attached it's 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 like it's in the same way that like lunch is free in like it's one of those things where like i i don't know like i the thing i will i will say is a positive about this thing and i and i i will fight weird in the arby's if need be i think the world building is pretty good here uh, it is admittedly written for economy. Like there is a lot of characters just explaining things to the idiot protagonist that they probably should know already, but don't because they were like tucked in a really weird part of the world. <clears throat> so they wouldn't know any of this stuff, but I'm fine with the world building. Like it is, it is fine. It, it is, yeah. it is more so, interesting than what most places here, get. Here, here we are introduced to dice. Yes. Um, the spelled with an S. S. Yes. Um, uh, the uh, hired gun, Silverstorm, and uh, make sure to let us know that it is said like dice because it is short. Uh, Celestia's Paradise, which was essentially Vegas. Like, it's this is a new Vegas thing. Uh, and I started smelling yeah. that right away. But it's fine because it's not literally called a new Pegasus. Uh, also, uh, I, 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 I do appreciate the, like that, that this was well done. The, the introduction of like, um, making sure, you know, it's pronounced dice because there's a little bit of a pun in that, like with the, uh, S spelling, I initially thought it might've been uh dis, which it is a circle might. of hell. It still <laughs> might. Like, I think that it's just that like, but they're trying to do that whole, like names getting like eroded and losing the original yeah, yeah. meaning type deal that, that uh, the, 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 the the big uh, uh sign outside of the city uh once announced it as celestia's paradise but um nothing remains <laughs> beside um the 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 final syllable yeah we're also we're, we're also dropped a pretty significant bomb at least in in contrast to most stories we're not at equestria in this in, in this story we're like in a weird satellite state that existed before the war uh, named Caledonia. Honestly, I kind of applaud it as a bold decision because people are so afraid of trying to make their own sandbox that they often just like, you know, you get the hoof where it's just like the worst. So I I I I, I respect the decision to just make your own play play box. It's just hey, FOE's happening over there. I'm happening over here, and we'll never see each other. We'll never touch. We might reference each other, like the like something that happens in FOE might happen, like might reference and have lasting impact on on uh, dice. But other than that, though, it is my own sandbox, and I'm totally fine with that as a as a as a artistic decision. Um, I think it's it's smart to future proof because it can you can cause so many issues if you try to like play in the same box directly like if you're just trying to do like oh i'm in manhattan or something and having to try and wiggle around the main story is always kind of awkward so whatever 
But yeah, uh, Merwin gives like it, it. We're very scatterbrained because we're kind of like uh, we're trying to trying to explain this as it goes. But it, it is a lot of this is Merwin basically explaining to the protagonist what's going on. They are in a small town, a small town of Bridal Hope in this weird satellite state of Caledonia that functions around Dis, which is a kind of like Fall at New Vegas reference, and that's that's where we are. And, and, and like uh, uh, New Vegas, uh, yeah, the uh, Celestia's Paradise, uh, 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 in, by some means not yet known, survived uh, the the bombs. It's the last intact city. Oh, yeah, I actually really like that as a moniker. The last city in the wasteland is like a good. It's it's very Mad Max to me. Like that's what it feels like. Like this, just this very this yeah. very mythologized uh, uh, sort of title is always kind of cool. Um, um, so yeah, they, they need, they, they need, uh, uh, big strong horses, uh, to, to, to help them guard a shipment of water. Yep. Uh, and in, it just so happens that a big strong horse with a lot of debt, uh, uh, just happened to fall into their lap. So basically, uh, um, Silverstorm is like given like a day or so to kind of like integrate, like basically get her ba- bearings. And it's, it's mostly an excuse to give us like some, some more, lore building and stuff uh she gets she gets a new she gets a new battle saddle with some crap guns and gets sold a bad deal uh she saves a girl whose name i think is pearly i think i kind of just assume this character is probably never going to come back again so she gets she saves a bunch of like uh her from a bunch of like rad lizards i guess some geckos she gives her like a kind of like uh a, a tour of the town type deal uh they go to a casino uh, and like this is like I've talked like I was saying this before, but like there's I I feel like I I I don't know how the timelines work out. Like I was looking into this, but Heroes came out in like 2012. I can't find a date when PH came out. I'm getting feelings. Like I'm getting I'm getting these like you know when you get that kind of like sort of conspiratorial like feeling in the back of your head. Like uh, this this feels weird. And, and like it it may only come to me because I'm so intimately aware of the <laughs> horizons the, but, the, the poison is deep in your bones but when our gruff like when our gruff miserable protagonist uh finds out that whiskey exists and is good I was like that's that's the thing that happened with blackjack like what the fuck? Like this is literally like a beat for beat. We we kind of know that Somber ripped a bunch of stuff off, so I don't know if they were like directly in, like I don't know if the timelines work out for that. Like that that might be spurious on me, but it might, and that's kind of funny to me. Um, this is just this has just been like above all else. So like regardless of how we may feel about this this individual chapter, that this podcast can be an enduring red hot poker in the eye of Somber <laughs> is like. Is is more than worth it, I think. I guess, uh, but yeah, she saves her. They they have a casino run. They get drunk. Uh, they have a there's okay. Th- I don't know if this is a deliberate detail or if it was just a mistake. I'm I I'm I'm half and half on it because there has been like 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 has as weird as said. There's been kind of like the, the a lot of the the prose has been kind of weak in this chapter, and I chalked that up to just early chapter jitters. Um, I think that I think it'll probably buff out as we go along. There's a bit in it where this this girl Pearly is like very sweet on our on our on our protagonist of of Silverstorm, 
or hired gun, however you want to call her. It's important to note in the very first chapter, like Silverstorm's like, no, I'm straight. Like, I'm not into girls. But like when she saves the um, when she saves uh, Pearly, she is like she describes her as like, you know, like, oh, there's this like this 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 lovely mare. But in brackets, it says beautiful. And I only like. I only caught that on like a, like on a second viewing when I was doing for my notes because it does this again, and it. Like, um, yeah, no, she's she's sweating real hard <laughs> um, for for a long section, and another thing that like a brief brief tangent of uh, uh, me whining. Who who is this being told to? I because like the, I the, the, the prose keeps turning back to the audience in a way that frust like that's that's really frustrating me like like the two things that i don't appreciate about the changes in in in, in uh silver's characterization or guns in this case, um is is how anxious she is and like how like it keeps apologizing to the reader like it keeps like you know uh oh i'm stupid and like look she's just cute okay like um like in in it like the FOE did it sometimes, um, but but pretty minimally, and um, it had the context of this is like, this this was in fact the the like a a a, um, a literal info like a, a a flow of someone's thoughts, like this this is this is a story like that like it had, it had a clear framing device like it opened, making it like the, the opening lines of FOE made it clear that this is a story that is being told to you. And that, like, at some point we will have some context for this framing device. But, like, I really hope that um, no one, like, breaks as soon as possible in, in this text, like, broke this habit of, like, being so anxious uh, to, to, to the reader. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. I think that's just that's something you're going to just have to make your peace with, frankly. Um, I don't know that I can. I, I, I you're just gonna I, have I, to. I might just have to let you like take up the reading duties. So That's. Like, I, I, um. No. I, I don't have the stomach for it. I think you're just gonna have to, like, unfortunately, because like it's the thing is, is like the like the the concept of like first person like kind of winking to the narration is just kind of like par for the course, and I don't know. It, it, it's. It's it's uh it's something I, I think you just kind of have to accept. But the only reason I, why I wanted to bring it up though is because there's a later there's a later part when after they have their little like cut casino rendezvous, there's a line that says like she waved goodbye, but then in brackets it said kissed goodbye, and I wasn't sure if that was like, cause like, like my my initial thought was like oh this might be like a thing where they just forgot to put like they had notes in the the dialogue they forgot to remove. But then I thought, well, maybe it actually is a conscious decision, which I think is like funny. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's one of those things where like air, like like what is it called? Like omniscient narrator. It's like quite omniscient narrator. It's like first person perspective, but it's always like written as if it's like recanting to a person is like pretty stock standard way of writing because it allows for the most like flexibility in the way that you want to like communicate information to the reader and like I don't know. It's 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 not any worse than like your average like bad pulp fiction uh where the like the 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 the, the cool as ice detective is just describing things as they're happening as if the reader was in the room with them <clears throat> oh it is what it is there's just, there's a line that i thought was kind of like doofy i don't like i get that it's it's probably meant to be spurred at something of a joke but i think that like it, it just came across as kind of like silly was uh 
there's a bit where uh Dr. Marwin's like, wow, you've really rehabilitated really fine. And like Silverstorm like is like rehabilo what now? Uh and then the character literally says that out loud and then is informed that like normally people go through, you know, weeks of rehabilitation and kind of makes the joke that like oh well you're you didn't know that you needed to be rehabilitated so i guess you just skipped that part and that's one of those things where i don't think this conversation really needed to happen because i don't i personally didn't require like an explanation to why the main like the character isn't through like didn't have to go through like six months of physiotherapy I, I kind of read it as 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 getting another opportunity for like a a, a bump like that that the, um previously with the with the geckos like we 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 brushed over it but um the people she pearly is um pretty astonished that like you got several like of those gecko bites like how are you feeling fine <laughs> well thing. you should be vomiting your guts out because they're poisonous or venomous rather you, like you, you your blood should be like five percent gecko venom by volume <laughs> like you're fine yeah <laughs> I, I suppose. Uh, so, so like, I think it's just, you know, giving, having a, the protagonist an opportunity to, to Goku it up a little bit. Like, yeah. My God. Yeah. That, like, Showing yeah. protagonist. Um, You're too tough. <laughs> you just flexed all the poison out. But yeah, I, I, I guess I, I, I didn't, I guess I didn't like, I, I guess it depends on if we will see more of that kind of stuff. Like if that's supposed to be like a direct, like a, a character draw that the character is just simply so tough that like they have, you know that it's they're hard to kill type deal well like <laughs> this would indicate like just a a a a really close connection with their own body hmm. um th th there is there is a moment a little bit earlier where like she she isn't quite used to it and like the uh robot leg gets stuck in a pothole that mm -hmm. causes her to trip because she doesn't have the same uh yeah she has to get used to the fact that like she she doesn't have any feeling in it mm -hmm. like or, or at least not the same kind of like it, it it doesn't have a, a clear sense of touch, but she's got. Um, I forget what the term is for for the haptic. There, feedback. There's a sense, that, yeah. The, it, it doesn't or, have the same haptic feedback. Or kinesthesis. No, well, haptic feedback yeah. is like the feeling of it, but kinesthesis is like the perception or uh, kinetics perception. Yeah, she, she, yeah she, she she knows where it is in relation to her other limbs, but it doesn't have any uh, tactile feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and and so like. I don't know. I, that, I think that it's reasonable that's just... And, and I, I, do like, I do like that part quite a bit because, again, to contrast the story that probably ripped this off, uh, BJ's cybernetics are wonderkin magic, and I kind of appreciate that her, like, because we'll get into this later, too, that, like, her guns, like, cybernetics are kind of shitty. Like, they, they, like they're not slapdash, but they feel like a thing that could really exist in the Fallout universe, where it's just kind of like, it's, like it has it's faulty in a way that like makes sense, where it's not a true replacement; it's an actual prosthesis, and you know she has to actually charge it and maintain it. Like it will rust is like a thing that is like, uh, emphasis on yeah. if you let it in the rain and stuff. And I appreciate that um, kind of stuff. It's the kind of thing. It's the kind of stuff that makes Cybernetics feel more grounded in the reality of the story. And there's there's a, there's a few things and like the there there is a couple things indicating like intentional characterization change as a result of the brain implant. Like she 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 now she she marvels for a moment. Gossip being interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, now, 
Um, and and uh, she she also like during one of her like moments of of, of complaining like uh, uh, marvels that like she has a a more vivid capacity to imagine. Uh, but anyway, so so what what happens next? <laughs> what does happen next? Uh, because I, I I have one last like moan. <laughs> I have one last gripe, but I'm saving it for the the wrap up. Uh, yeah. Uh, after, like, they because like the actual like thing that they're going to be doing is they're going to be travel like taking their water rations that apparently the watcher caravans like distribute to other places and they're going on the road and that's what Silverstorm has to like is she's going to be like paying off her debt by doing this uh and that's that's like that's what our adventure is going to be we get like some other like sort of colorful characters uh introduced as well and we get some more of the lore dump uh as well uh and it's like this is the stuff that, like we've kind of gotten before so far there's Caledonia there's the NCA uh and the NCA is like basically the NCR but specifically from Fallout New Vegas and that they seem to be like a kind of like bureaucratic nightmare it's apparently like a, a couple of cities basically like bound together and made in an alliance and that alliance is gaining like significant political and uh military power within the area and that's allowing them to like push forward and make bigger territory like they pass a bunch of checkpoints where they have like people in like garb that actually has like nca sewn into it and stuff uh proper proper military grunts uh and like the nca is like the new caledonia alliance like i said it's like a stand-in for the ncr for people that know about that yeah. in vegas uh, which <clears throat> i don't have any particular gripes about because at least it's like not literally called the ncr uh and it feels like there's a different vibe to them uh so far uh they also get like shook down by some steel rangers uh who are like i guess searching for raiders and are like menacing them uh, I, I don't know. I liked this scene, but only because like the 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 Rangers in this capacity are basically cops, and Silverstorm just basically tells it to shove it, and I appreciate that. Uh, we 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 may not know like how how well Silverstorm's characterization is going into the future, but we can say at least she hates cops, and you know we gotta love her for it. Yeah, um, fair enough. Yes. Uh, yeah, we get we get introduced to like the colorful cast of of weirdos. Uh, we get like some caravaner's son named Mischief, who's annoying and is like an annoying child, uh, who has become sort of the mascot of the caravan. We get Lie, who is a incredibly meek unicorn, uh, who is who the main character uh, points out has to struggle to hear because she's so quiet. And we get Sail, and <laughs> okay. So, I I found their dialogue amazing, but it's you have to come from it from a very specific angle, because there's a bit where they're they're talking about like working for the NCA and like the concept of working for big governments, and uh, Sale is skeptical of that, and then uh, Silverstorm like you know it, it insults him by calling him Enclave. And his regular retort for that is like, no, I'm not Enclave. I'm true Enclave. Because <laughs> apparently there's something of like, like in this story, there's like Enclave remnants who left the Enclave. And like, I don't know, like I found it kind of funny from a perspective of like, I'm not a fascist. I'm a super fascist. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's... Um, 
Like it's no, the, those no, the, the the successful fascists are are posers. Yeah, we're, we're hipster fascists. We yeah. were those guys are larpers. We're the real deal. And I thought that was just very funny. Like that's that's a because like that's just a that's that's real. Like like any fascist will tell you that uh, that no like no fascist is good enough for them. Uh, so I just had a kind of chuckle at that. I don't know if that was the intention, but it's definitely like was having recently learned that it, someone. It, it, it seems like they're pseudo dashites. Like yeah, that uh, they the the only thing that meaningfully separates them from being dashites is that they like took a bunch of equipment and like st- like scarpered yes. before they could be branded. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I just thought it was funny. Uh, it, it also kind of reminds me of um, so there's there's this like extra weird subculture of like Scientologists who still believe in the technology as they call it and they they perform audits but they are they're 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 Scientology heretics they're 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 Scientology Protestants that's very um, funny uh but yeah they, they they completely believe in Dianetics they just think that the like the actual main church has fallen away from Hubbard's vision that's extremely funny um but anyways uh we get we get a, a funny blood dream and again like this is another one of those moments where like like what the fuck because like silverstorm has like a blood dream basically she's 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 soaked in blood and is like because and this is the thing i was gonna say like i don't know how intentional the writing is and i don't really care personally because the way that i like kind of read a lot of the the sort of char- significant character change between chapter one or chapter prologue and chapter one I partly chalk uh, chalk up to Silverstorm having a sort of like crisis of faith uh, because she you know she basically found that like heroes aren't real and it's also wrapped up in her like substantial failure and she's also grieving her childhood friend of Wildfire who you know died in her arms and I think that it's shown in this scene where she's having this nightmare about her that like she's kind of stoically putting like a brave face on and trying to like survive but she's not doing so hot so i'm willing to give like a lot of this like recharacterization some benefit of the doubt that some of it is because the character is sort of you know i'm trying to find like a good word for it, but they're basically being like radicalized into despair i think is, is i guess like the word mm-hmm. i use for it where like they are They've been confronted with, like, they're not a particularly complex person, but they've been confronted with something that shatters whatever little ideology they have, and it's also mixed in with a bunch of this grieving. So, like, they're feeling pretty miserable about themselves. And I do think that, but I I, I truly do think that it does go a little bit hard on the idea that the character, because the character does show us that they're dumb. Like, they're dumb in a non-intrusive way. But then the character says that they're dumb and berates themselves for it. But again... I'm still fairly forgiving for that because it's it's not the way PH would just do this literally every chapter, and so I'm like probably just because of exposure a little bit have like a little bit more disaffected from that kind of behavior, uh, and I think it's fine in this case. But I think in general, like I think the character is just going through a lot, and I, I think it's understandable because like especially with the way that this chapter ends, like I think that this chapter thematically ends plays into this, and I'll get to it in a moment, but. She wakes up from her her horrible dream to, like, Dr. Morrowind uh, talking to her um, because, you know, they're all around a campfire or whatever. Uh, She finds out that her, like, her leg is dead. Like, her her robotic leg just doesn't work. And 
uh, Morrowind, uh, like, quickly explains, like, you have to keep it charged. Basically, like, listed, like, a list of rules. Like, you have to keep it charged. Uh, you have to, uh, you can't let it get in the rain because it'll rust. Don't swim with it because it's a, it's a brick and it'll rust. Uh, also, don't use it if it's sparking, which I thought was a funny, like... <laughs> nah, this is probably fine. There's lightning shooting out of it. Nah, it's fine. Um, I'll just tank the damage. Uh, but yeah, and like that's again that 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 is a thing that I think sells me on this cybernetics is that it's battery powered, meaning that like she's on a limited supply. Like this is a thing that like I've always like I think is a strong point in favor of the kind of cyberpunk stuff. Like I, like something I complained ad nauseum about in PH is that. Peach fucking hated the idea of prosthesis. Like, regardless of Somber's actual lump-headed intentions, the 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 unfortunate side effect of their story was basically fuck disabled people for existing uh, because they turn evil, I guess. Uh, well, in this story, the actual consequence of her having a prosthesis is now she has, like a life tax like that she didn't have before in addition to having to like drink water and keep slap like sleeped and 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 food it up i don't know why i said it like that either she also now runs on batteries like regardless of which is which is a familiar experience for anybody who has to like negotiate a wheelchair or has to like take some any any kind of regular medication yeah yeah you 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 now have yet more things uh to juggle like yes. in order to like maintain yourself. Yeah. Like I, I require lung lung drugs because my lungs don't work so great. Uh, and I need those on a regular basis and they're quite expensive. So this, this is a, this is a, a thing I like, I think is, this is a thing that puts that, that gives this, the, this story, a passing grade or this chapter, a passing grade, in my opinion, is that for all of its weak parts of its story, this hones in on something that feels real to me. And, is a lot stronger than the rest of like the the rest of the chapter uh just by its own inclusion uh, and then the story kind of wraps up in a way that i have or this chapter wraps up in a way that i have mixed feelings about partly because of how sort of like it doesn't it transitions in a way that is very like sudden and it's not sudden it's not sudden in a way that i feel f feels right it, it like I, I definitely marked it in my notes it's like eh but I don't want to be mean. Like, I, whatever. It's it's fine. It's This isn't that big of a deal. But they, they transition into, and then Raiders attacked, basically. Uh, that's kind of a weak transition, but whatever. It's not Blackjack getting struck by lightning, so I don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they get attacked by Raiders, and it's a very bloody affair. It's very, like, edgy, violent, nonsense-type deal. And Everybody dies. Yeah. Um, everyone dies really bloody and violently and pain, like painfully and also pointlessly. Like I don't, and I mean that positively, like as weird as that sounds like they, this is definitely done to shake things up. All the characters die in incredibly unmagnanimous ways. And it's all, it's, there's no glory in the way that they're killed. They're just butchered by like dogs, like by raiders, which is dark but it's like i don't know it's fine like because again to, like i'm not gonna be able to stop contrasting this because again i think that i honestly genuinely think that this first chapter was ripped off by somber like i don't i can't say that for sure i i honestly can't but it feels like it because 
the opening chapter of, uh, or like one of the opening chapters of Peach, if people will remember, is Blackjack and a bunch of friends going with a bunch of babies, and those babies being violently eviscerated in front of her. And it teaches her a valuable lesson about listening to babies. I don't know. It, 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 there's no meaning in it. It's just, it's just done for shock value. This is clearly done for shock value too, but in the sense that like, I think that where this is this part is a bit stronger is it's 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 changing up expectations, I guess. It's like I think the word I'm looking for. Where you you're expecting that the way this story is gonna go is that she's gonna join this caravan and she's gonna go from like town to town, exploring the way you would in Fallout, maybe get up to some chi- we'll hijinks. Have merry adventures with all these people that we've you know, we we've we've met. Uh, uh, surely they they are they're 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 sound and safe, yes. uh, because they're needed for the plot, and it's it's sort of a sort of a Game of Thrones kind of a thing of like nope, yep, they're all this, dead. This, this is a mean, cruel world. Um, yeah, that'll kill you. Uh, um, uh, your death won't hold any particular meaning. So sort of you know, uh, reinforcing again like you know, not not everybody gets to be here. <laughs> like yeah. But yeah, it's definitely a bleak tone. Uh, yeah, everyone dies pretty violently in ways that I won't necessarily go into. Uh, the only one I was I was kind of bummed about was I I uh, we got we get like this like like this little small situation with with uh, hired gun and lie who's like basically the only other survivor. Like a bunch of the other like caravanners are like they're not they're not guards. They don't have guns. They have no gun experience. So they're just they're killed pretty violently. One of them like is preaching to like a watcher cult like says that like watcher will save us and because we know that a watcher is a big funny talking dragon in this story like i don't know if those mean the same thing like i don't know if they're just a similar name and that's the the thing or if something is going for this later on but i guess put it a pin in it but we get the scene with lie and we find out that lie's special talent is that she can wall hack and she can she can use her special magic eyes to look through objects and they use this in a complicated like s- situation using grenades to basically turn hired gun into a makeshift grenade launcher where they would like throw the grenade and then she'd kick them like buck them into the uh into the into the raiders on the other side of the field which you know we're talking about before about like hey remember these are horses like we've talked about this like like multitudes before in stories oh yeah um two of the things that i forgot to uh, talk about last week and i was hoping to open it up with but um is 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 one of the uh one of the things i really appreciated from last week that i didn't talk about was that how the the how frequently she bucked yeah <laughs> and like like bucked with her uh, uh hind legs and stomped with her forelegs you know like a horse <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's one thing that's missing from a lot of these 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 this foe stuff is is like they're they're ponies and so you know like have them fight like ponies mm-hmm. um and so yeah that's that's uh, I, I appreciate that this author like does that. Like, yeah, make sure to remember that like horse martial arts would probably <laughs> primarily focus on bucking and stomping, mm-hmm. like a horse. That's the one with a horse do. Like, like a horse would with a horse body. There's, there's a line that I kind of liked in this where, where uh, I, I forget the the actual setup for it, but but lie is like like asks like um, why you know basically why bother fighting um, and and even if they're just going to kill us and, and uh hired gun responds with make them regret killing us, which I thought was just kind of a, like a, I, I don't know. I uh, personally, I respect the idea of not going quietly into that night. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, and I think it really sells the character particularly well that like her, her, everything is going to be the, to, to the last, like she's going to, she's going to come to that meat grinder kicking and screaming. Uh, and that's, that's, that's an appreciable skill uh, in the wasteland. But yeah. Uh, and then the chapter. Uh, we, yeah. No, was, uh, I, I was just interrupting you. Uh, I, I, I interrupted you to do this just to, to, to end it for, um, anyway, they, 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 cl- they, they kill everybody. And she's the the last one surviving, and they corner. You took a you took out a lot of our people. So that means you're hiring, right? <laughs> yeah. And we, we we close with with our protagonist having come full circle. Yeah. That, like she she wouldn't accept the, the the devil's bargain with like her most hated enemy, but like now the the goal above all is to survive. Yes. Is is, is to is to see tomorrow. It's survive uh, and revenge. So yeah. Uh. It's, it's, uh, yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where I, I give, I, I think I'm going to give this, this chapter a lot of, uh, forgiveness if this is going the way I feel it's going, which is that the character has to learn that there's more to being alive than just surviving. Like that you actually have to like, like, cause like it, it's, I, I feel like where this is going is this is supposed to be like a low point or there's, we're going to get a succession of low points in the early parts of the story. And then it's it's going to be about a character trying to like grow from that i don't know like i'm not a mind reader i can't predict the future either if if i if if this is going anywhere where i feel like it's going is is going to be silverstorm making a bunch of like moral compromises and realizing that that like is destroying her slowly yeah. uh and that she has to like <clears throat> pull out of this tailspin uh because I don't expect, like, because personally, I, I like this is primed the pump that I don't expect that she's going to be working for these raiders for particularly long. She, it's going to do one of two things. Either, she's either going to work with these raiders for a while, and we're going to get like a colorful cast of friendly raiders that we kind of like get to know. Like they're bastards, but there are bastards. Goddamn it, type characters, or they're going to get butchered and uh, uh, killed by like whatever the bigger fish is, and hired gun will just go on to work for whoever butchers them i mean based on the name that would seem to be like just just being passed around but <laughs> yeah uh, uh the last survivor of like one unit moving into another um sort of like a a a, a, a violent candide <laughs> <laughs> yeah before we before we do our big wrap up i i my one last complaint and this is just something I'll have to like soak, like I, I just have to like put up with. But I really do feel like it's a different character than than the one that we were introduced to in the prologue, or at least I don't know. It's a delusion that I have to deal with. <laughs> I am convinced that it's a different character because the character that I got the impression of, the one that I fell in love with and wanted to hear more stories about, was sort of my favorite like kind of trope of the 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 big simple minded lug. The, 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 like, constantly complaining and turning back to the audience and uh, stuff really bugged me because, and it does, and it's not explained to me by trauma because, like, the, the character that I thought I was reading about, or, or at least the ones that I wanted to see, like, this might be another example of, like, as, as Faiso puts it, I, I keep making up a guy to be mad at. <laughs> um, uh, but whether or not that's the case, I, I wanted more of a honey badger, like, like you know, too dumb to be worried about stuff. Yeah. Like, that that's the character that I enjoyed. 
And that character can still be, like, traumatized and, like, that you could really have some interesting explorations of, like, dealing with hurt and mourning with that kind of character. And that's just not the character that we have anymore. Yeah. Or I, I guess maybe yeah. ever. I, I, don't, I fundamentally don't agree with that, but that's fine. I think that's just going to be a thing we're going to have to both accept uh, that uh, we have very different readings on the character. And that's honestly part of the appeal of, you know doing a read along between the two of yeah. us is 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 gonna have to just be this but yeah like i i understand your 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 complaint and your like uh criticism and your like desire for for that but i don't know like i i i still kind of read the idea of like well this character is a big dumb simpleton who kind of got her heart broke because like it, it, like i don't know like it, the thing that really stuck with me about this is that like it's it's the timing of things like Arbu happens and it turns out that like little Pip's a myth. Like that we find out later on that that's a different situation, but as an important detail that we kind of got left out when we're talking about this is that her Pip buck doesn't work anymore or like the the radio on it doesn't work. Oh, anymore. the radio's broken. Yeah. And she doesn't get any more broadcasts from uh from Pond 3. Yeah. Uh but like it it, it it's it's fixed but she's no longer like it, she she now has like the map function enabled. Yeah. But she can't listen to the radio anymore which was her one big comfort yeah and so that's that's a that's a sad moment and her comfort's um, missing and also the last thing she ever heard about like the stable dweller is the stable dweller turned out to be a crook and like everything that wildfire told her turned out to be true and then wildfire was killed in front of her and is now just kind of going through a lot like i think that i think that that it's it's a it's a thing like I don't know. Like, I might be, probably am reading too much into this, but I think that, like, it's the character is having, like, doubts they're not really equipped to handle because their own failure coincides with an ideological destruction. And, like, it also, like, because the thing to me is that, like, the character seemed to be up until this point living in a world that was, like, kind of blissfully unaware of everything around them like not blissfully but about as blissful you can be while you're also like yeah in well she was numb yeah like she was uh completely detached yeah i guess that's the word i was looking um, for and it's like i don't know and it's and and so having a character that is like become i guess insecure over the course of of, of a chapter or so like because like it, it like i don't know it's like Again, maybe like I'm probably just reading this too much into it, but I've definitely been in this the headspace before where like it's hard to get into this swirling vortex of everything's your fault and it's for like an imagined reason that you've made up. And I get that like what you wanted is you wanted a character who is m stronger in character. Like you wanted you want a character that's more resolute. And personally, like I gravitate towards more character like towards characters who are more like insecure about themselves because that's just something that i find more personally relatable uh and i think that it just comes down to a difference of like perspective yeah and we're, we're we're definitely both bringing a lot to the text yeah um so uh there's, anyway there's I, one last thing before i wanted to go though this this is a, a small important affair uh i have heard on the grapevine that a friend of a friend type deal like someone that uh i don't know the exact details of it but someone that like a full like a full equestrian writer that like i guess k-cat is like fond of or is like friends with i don't know i don't i don't know the exact, the exact relationship 
Like, apparently that that person just had like suffered some sort of like severe water damage. Um, yeah, their house got flooded. I'm looking at the post right now. Um, and I felt that the least we could do for this community is to like you know push their uh, PayPal account because they they they've linked it as well. And you know you know it's I you know we don't ask much here in the fanfic fanfic podcast, but like. You know, someone's going through some so some 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 major crisis that we could theoretically, you know, help out a bit, I guess, um, uh, by noti- donating some money towards this person. Uh, so I'll be linking their so we'll, we'll, their PayPal information. Yeah, that'll be that'll be linked in the in the in the doodly. Ding ding jingles ding 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 ding. Oh, jingles is menacing me with with a knife <laughs> I, I i kind of ignored jingles last week uh and um uh so so let put down the knife and give me the letter jingles it's it's fine we're, we're doing it we're doing the segment ding, 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 ding. okay <clears throat> uh uh this is titled a year and a half late challenge uh hello i've been listening to the podcast uh on and off for the past month or so and since my friend uh, who's into um, uh, editorial note, I, I guess I, like it's not a secret as to what uh, the, the reason Fi's uh, 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 Twitter is, is not safe for work. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, for the past month, uh, and since my friend who's into bimbification found Fi's Twitter uh, and uh, uh, through uh, that this podcast uh, and my life uh, has not known peace since uh as of uh the time of as of the time of i'm writing this i just finished episode 57 and felt compelled to write after uh sir whittington esquire challenged people (laughs) to uh write in uh to uh write you again uh i have to say thank you so much for suffering through this god-awful book uh for our sakes uh, and you two are saints. Also, this episode in particular helped out because while modding Skyrim, I fucked up a pair of uh, gauntlets so bad that most of it, uh, most of it is straight up invisible. Uh, and listening uh, to hours, listening to the horrors unfold uh, in the background have managed to keep me calm and not as upset <laughs> Uh, over what I've managed to do. Uh, I can only hope that uh, the original Fallout Equestria isn't infecting, uh, isn't inflicting 10,000 uh, points of psychic damage per minute uh, as Project Horizons has. Uh, I uh, don't really know how to end emails, so instead, please look at the attached image. Uh, and the attached image is a uh, some sort of cute anime sheep uh, covered in bows, uh, smiling serenely, uh, with the letters, not even God knows. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Uh, that above. is really what the description is. Uh, but yeah, thanks for writing uh, in. So, thanks for writing in. Uh, I bet none of the rest of you have, have the resolve of, of this reader. Yeah. Uh, prove us wrong by emailing us at weirdingtonesq at gmail.com. Our Twitters, respectively, are uh, the extremely not safe for work, and now I think you have some <laughs> some hint of why. Um, 
at thouark5 twitter.com uh, or the uh, comparatively safer work but largely inactive uh, at weirdington e at twitter.com or weirdington e at twitter.com anyway uh, all that said onward from sunshine and rainbow